Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 31 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wa'il. Today's episode is uh, purely responding um, or answering um, uh, uh, the question or questions of one of our uh, listeners um, by the name of Nicholas. Um, thank you, Nicholas, for you know um, listening to our podcast. And um, the, basically, Nicholas uh, emailed me, and uh, um, it was a long email. So I'm I'm just gonna you know give a, a summary of uh, the nature of um, of of Nicholas's question, right? So um, 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 so basically, uh, Nicholas is a convert or a revert. You know, however, however you want to say, um, he was actually, uh, or he's still in the Marine Corps, um, and uh, you know, um, uh, and he's been um, fighting or struggling with his uh, Muslim identity because everybody around him is technically anti-Muslim. And um, they think that again, because of the nature, you know, when of war and all these things, you know, when you go to, when you get deployed to uh, Iraq or you know Afghanistan or all, all these places, um, you're always given the notion that you're going to fight terrorists, right? You're gonna uh, liberate the Middle East and 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 and, and fight terrorists because. Again, um, majority of Muslims are, are quote-unquote terrorists or whatever you want to say, right? And uh, so a, a lot of his, his, his friends or his environment basically are, you know, under that notion. They believe in this. And, and so him becoming a Muslim and when he tries, basically that's what Nicholas told me in, in an email, that when he tries to defend Islam and tell them that, true nature of islam and he tries to explain what islam actually is um they um you know make fun of him or you know they they're like you, you know i'm assuming like they go like are you kidding me oh, of course not and, and and so on right um and uh he's been struggling for this and that actually was kind of like pushed him to you know try to practice islam in some sort of like secret so he doesn't pray in front of him again that's what i understood from the email he doesn't pray in front of him and he's actually struggling also to find a muslim community which is very important right so he said that the closest mosque to him is a mosque that has been associated with the 9-11 attack that i think two of the bombers or not the bombers two of the uh, the terrorists or the attackers uh, used to pray in that mosque. So this mosque is technically stained because, you know, um, when this happened, uh, these people were praying in, in, in that mosque. Also, um, um, uh, again, um, it's, it's, it's a struggle. It's a, it's, it's a huge struggle and a huge challenge. So basically that's what his, uh, his struggle is he he believes in islam so much he chose to become a muslim and uh he wants to strengthen his faith in islam yet the environment around him the or or the society that he's he lives in or the environment that he lives in is not helping it's actually doing the you know quite the opposite and um so basically that was uh, he wanted you know, he wanted us to, uh, or he wanted me to talk about this and try to discuss 
uh, how could we battle such a thing? And, 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 you know, like, um, it's, it's a real issue. And, and, and his situation is not going to lie unique because, um, we get, uh, um, non, uh, or, or like converts, um, um, who became, who are newly Muslims and they're all always struggling with some sort of identity crisis with their families, with their friends, or, you know, with being actually accepted with the Muslim community in, in the first place, you know, by people who were born to be Muslims. And, um, and that's struggle enough, but add to that, that all your friends thinks that Muslims are terrorists and, uh, you know, that's their notion. So what are you going to do? And uh, Nicholas, thank you so, so much for, you know, um, number one, for your kind words and, and, and listening to the podcast. And I'm so happy and honored that it helps in any way uh, with understanding uh, or clarifying more about the religion of Islam. That's the whole point of it. And um, uh, inshallah, I will try to answer your question um, uh, in today's podcast and please if, if I missed anything or if there's any other question or more questions please do not hesitate to email me and that's that goes to everyone who's listening right now um, and so before I start talking about this deep deep topic I just wanted to remind all the listeners please if you have any questions email me at uh, delvingintoislam at gmail.com again delvingintoislam at gmail.com any question, uh, if you have any question, even if you thought it was so little or if you thought it was so complicated, please email me and uh, God's willing, uh, I will try to answer uh, as much as I can. Now, talking about um, Nicholas's situation, which is the situation of a new Muslim, a new convert who... Um, who became a Muslim in, um, let's say, an anti-Muslim environment. Um, this is, you could say, um, many of the converts, many of the new Muslims, they face some sort of this situation, portion of it. Like any American who becomes a Muslim, uh, alhamdulillah, like um, uh, one of my students uh, just became a Muslim, I think like a month ago or like two months ago, uh, who, who she was, she was Catholic and she was, you know, um, attending with me, like um, we are having our classes and, and, and talking about Islamic theology and alhamdulillah, she was convinced and only, and we've been doing this for, I think more than a year and a half, like about two years. Uh, and she finally uh, realized that Islam is the true religion, and she converted, alhamdulillah, um, two months ago, around two months ago. And she's already facing challenges, but her challenges are nothing compared to something like what Nicholas is facing. Her challenges are when, you know, co-workers look at her in a weird way, when she tries to pray and she's like, she's a, a little shy or she's um, kind of embarrassed to pray, you know, or to tell her boss that she's going to pray, like stuff like that. We are already uh, new Muslims, even by the way, born Muslims, like someone like me who was alhamdulillah born as a Muslim, which is a blessing that again, I 
didn't have a choice um, in, uh, uh, which is I'm glad that this happened to me. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. But even we struggle. If I work, like when I work in, in my company, um, again, you have to explain that you're Muslim. So there are certain things that you could do and certain things you cannot do. And you need to take breaks to do your prayer. And in, in, a, in a non-Muslim community or in a non-Muslim society, in a non-Muslim environment, this is a challenge on its own. Because the people you're trying to explain yourself to, or you know, you're trying to clarify your religion to, some of them might be understanding, some of them might not be understanding, some of them might be Islamophobes, ha- hating Islam, anti-Muslim, some of them might be okay with it. And this is the problem. You don't know. Some people, they 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 just. Once they know you're Muslims, and this happened to me uh, multiple times, they change their attitude towards you, uh, you know, in a, in, in a, not in a good way. But that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Do you know why that's fine? I'll tell you. And inshallah, I hope uh, my words will uh, help in any way. Um, um, and again, if, if there is more clarification, please, um, or more, you know, um, further questions about this please let me know so let me uh, start with the easy part which is let's start with a regular like the, the again those who just became muslims they have their own struggle so this is the number one struggle is that this is a religion that requires you to speak arabic to to to, to be able to recite quran but you don't have to. I mean, you don't have to understand the whole Arabic language, but you need to understand at least the Quran, which is not a big struggle when you're uh, having the proper sources and the proper you know resources about that, right? No, that's a that's fine. But then you find yourself getting into, especially if you're like Caucasian, if you're like purely American or even Spanish, and you find yourself. Uh, and and here's the funny part: uh, many of us think that the majority of Muslims are Arabs. And that's actually not true. You know, Arabs, they actually, uh, Arabs form 15% of Muslims, believe it or not. So the majority of Muslims are actually not Arabs. We're literally only 15 to 20%. It's, we're like nothing in terms of number or percentage. But you're going to find, for example, the black community is one of the biggest Muslim communities in the U.S., and then the the southern asian community which is like the pakistanis and indians and this is like you know then comes the arabs you know indonesian too but then comes the arabs now to adapt to a new a fully new culture because when you go to the mosque to pray as a white male or a white female or whatever you're going to interact with mainly non-white people in the mosque because islam does not cater so much for you know like the caucasian community it's not and it's basic i can tell you right now it's definitely the minority of 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 muslims are caucasian so you're not going to find people who would culturally uh be close to you right and that's a challenge but then and here's the beautiful part about this you don't have to. You know, you can you can actually learn a new culture. You can actually communicate with very educated. Well, I mean, being not white, that doesn't mean you're not educated. Actually, you're going to find 
many doctors in, in the Muslim community, many, many doctors. And, you know, you're going to find people in, 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 in many various fields. Like I'm a computer engineer. I'm a, I'm, I'm a programmer, you know, like a developer. And I know at least, at least six developers, six programmers, high end programmers who are Muslims. And we communicate and, you know, we don't talk about culture much, you know, and, uh, but this is the this is the deal. This is the thing, right? It's a challenge, and it's a known thing. But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala actually said this in the Quran: "وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ شُعُوبًا وَقَبَائِلَ لِتَعَارَفُوا." Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is telling us, "I made you from different and various cultures." So you could connect, you could get to know one another. That's basically the premise of this. So get to know one another. Go to the mosque, and then we'll talk about again Nicholas's case um, uh, specifically. But this is general for Nicholas and anybody else who who is a you know a newly Muslim. Just meet people. Trust me, some. You'll find, by the way, the Muslim community is not a perfect community. Islam is the perfect religion. Here's the number one rule, guys, for new Muslims. This is something that I told, you know, my student, my friend who became a Muslim that I told you guys about um, um, like around two months ago. I told her this. Do not judge Islam by what Muslims do or some Muslims do. The majority of Muslims will actually well be uh, representing islam in a good way but some there are some bad apples right there are some bad muslims out there you'll find muslims who drink you'll find muslims who won't pray you'll find muslims who are extremists in their thoughts and ideas you'll find muslims who do this you'll find terrorists who happen to be muslims this is the thing the minority the bad apples do not represent islam Islam is its own thing. And by the way, good Muslims, they don't represent Islam. Good Muslims are just basically practicing what Islam truly is. Islam is its own thing. Allah did not create Muslims. Now, good Muslims advocate Islam, yeah. But again, Islam is already perfect. You do not judge Islam because you have you met a good Muslim and you say, okay, if, if this guy is good, then Islam is good. No, 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 no. Because this guy or this girl that you will meet might make mistakes horrible mistakes might become bad people now islam is not good anymore so do not judge islam based on people people could advocate for islam by their good behavior good manner yes but islam is its own thing it's the perfect religion that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala god himself sent us through our prophet and final messenger muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam peace be upon him so yeah, there will be bad apples. When you try to introduce yourself to a Muslim community, you'll find bad people, you'll find good people. Now, the majority of Muslims, if you notice, and I read a statistic online that says that they are the most well-behaved community in, 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 in the U.S. Because of, you know, because our religion dictates that we do not drink, we do not gamble, we do not get into trouble. So you're going to find the majority of Muslims are the disciplined, the well you know, those who advocate for Islam in a good way, those who have, you know, uh, raised their children and, and, and have good careers and, and, and so on. Great. So that's a challenge to get to know another culture, but it's not a bad challenge. 
Because you have something that's very strong that's connecting you to this community, which is the religion of Islam. If you noticed, if you're if you ever noticed that every Muslim calls another Muslim brother, and every Muslim calls a female Muslim sister. Why is that? Is that a cultural thing? Absolutely not. It's actually something that the Prophet ﷺ recommended us to do. Because it's true. We are brothers and sisters in Islam. That means we look out for one another. Even if I don't know you on a personal level. I'm supposed to help you if you're in a bad situation just because you're a Muslim. Now, I'm supposed to help anyone as a Muslim, but I'm supposed to focus on Muslims because that's what brothers and sisters mean. Also, it's a challenge for new Muslims to practice Islam in public, to stop their work and go pray and tell their boss I'm about to pray or tell their co-workers or their friends I'm about to pray. It could be a challenge. Depending on the environment that you're working at, yes, I understand. And this is one of the things I want to focus on uh, for a little bit. Now, before, <clears throat> um, probably like, uh, I don't know, five years ago, I was one of those who was embarrassed to tell my boss I'm going to pray. Not even five years ago. I think like probably like four years ago. It doesn't matter. But anyway. And when I go to pray, I used to book a room in my company. And uh, you could book a room, you know, um, online and, 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 and reserve it for a meeting. So I used to book it and reserve it for like 50 minutes so I can go there and pray and then leave. And sometimes people will enter the room by mistake while I'm praying. And s most of the time I used to like stop praying and pretend that, hey, I'm in a room. Like, well, if I'm standing, I will stop praying. And if I'm not standing, then it's too late. They saw me like doing sujut, you know, prostrating. But I used to be really nervous when I hear people outside of the room talking and getting close to the room. That's how embarrassed I was. And it was a combination of uh, lack of faith back then. It was a combination of the stereotype typing about Muslims in the media and all the, you know, quote unquote, terrorist talk about Muslims. It was the it was it was the basically, you know, it was a combination of many things that made me embarrassed to show my faith to people in public then something changed then i got closer to allah and it's all about the strength of your faith and i realized from the hadith of the prophet وسلم, the authentic hadith that he said when someone tries to please people in the expense of pleasing allah or at the my bad at the expense of pleasing allah Allah will make the same people angry and never satisfied with them. And when someone tries to please Allah at the expense of people, Allah will make the right people be pleased with them as long as with, you know, along along with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself being pleased with them. 
And then I realized something else. Am I really living in this world to please people and then just die? Did Allah create me to please people on earth and die? Because if that's the case, then this is a meaningless life. I realized that Allah is my Lord. I realized that he's the only creator that I need to worship. Yet, I was thinking about pleasing people, knowing that this will make Allah angry. Because cutting my prayer in the middle, being scared while you're praying, is not something that Allah likes. So yeah, that's number one. Who are you pleasing? Identify who is your Lord. Is it people or is it God? Because once you have to understand, if you believe that Allah is God, he's the ultimate God, there's no one with him. You'll know that Allah is capable of anything and you will know that he's the only one who could protect you from people themselves. Anybody around you, family, friends, co-workers, and so on. So basically you're choosing sides. But you have to understand that choosing the side of Allah never fails. But then Allah will test you. Don't. Okay. So this is another point. Don't think because you say, okay, okay, I'm going to challenge everyone and I'm going to be with Allah that everybody's going to be like, oh my God, you're Muslim. You're so sweet. This is amazing. Tell us about your magical journey. Unfortunately, not going to happen. At least not with everyone. You'll find a lot of people hating you for it. And you find a lot of people judging you for it. And you're going to find a lot of people raising their eyebrows at you. And they're gonna, you're going to find all the types of hate coming towards you. And this is Allah's challenge. This is Allah's test to you. He's testing you right now. How strong is your faith? Are you going to back up a little bit when, when you see all this hate? Are you going to have second thoughts about, you know, showing who you truly are? That's basically it. It's a challenge. And Allah will test, by the way, every single human being will be tested in this world based on their faith. The stronger your faith, the bigger will be the test. Do not um, think otherwise. This is, what's, this is a hadith, by the way, authentic hadith. That's why prophets and messengers are tested the most. And the hardest because of their level of faith is nothing. Our faith is nothing compared to, to them. Nothing. Like a ring in a desert, basically. You have to understand that we don't know when we're going to die. I could be talking to you today and tomorrow I'll pass away for any reason. Car accident, never wake up, whatever the reasons are. Now, since we cannot predict our own death unless we want to commit suicide, which is another major sin, we don't know when we're going to die. So why are you trying to waste your time pleasing people? That's what I told myself. That's the question that I asked myself. Why am I wasting my time worrying about what people think? So I decided all of a sudden it, did, it was not gradual. Wallahi, it wasn't to just be a Muslim, to keep my Muslim identity. So 
So you see, the struggle itself is not for only new Muslims, for people who just became Muslims. Actually, no. This is a struggle with every Muslim who lives in a non-Muslim society or an anti-Muslim environment. This is a struggle of for everyone. But I understand how could be it could be more for someone who just became a Muslim. It's absolutely, you know, more challenging for sure. But I'm just showing you guys that this happened to me too and I was a born, you know, I was born as a Muslim. Okay? Then comes Now I decided to say, I'm a Muslim. I'm going to pray. Take my breaks. I'm going to pray. Whoever want to walk into the room, whether they understand or not, they can ask me. And guess what? That happened. People used to walk into the room. I never like used to flinch. Nothing. Pray, continue, because I'm standing in front of my Lord. Who are those people? I don't care. With all due respect to them, of course. Then I was asked about my religion. Wallahi, one of my coworkers was like, so uh, what is this? Is a type of prayer? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, so like, what? what like, if you don't mind asking, answer like, what kind of religion is that? I was like, it's a, I'm a Muslim. Oh, really? Okay, okay. So you, you guys do this often? Yeah, five times a day. And I start spreading knowledge about my religion to my coworkers because they got curious because I was not scared to show it. So for Nicholas, you are the closest things to your friend and family that will make them understand Islam. Nobody else will do it better than you. It's a challenge, absolutely. But guess what? Patience. You do what you have to do and be patient. And also knowledge. Patience and knowledge are two strong weapons, my brother. One of the strongest weapons on earth. Patience and knowledge. Nothing else beats knowledge and patience, trust me. Patience makes you endure people's reactions. Knowledge makes you able to communicate and beat them in arguments. That simple. It's that simple. <clears throat> I was able to debate inside of my work with my coworkers about Islam because of patience and knowledge. I had one of the craziest debates, and I was the patient one, believe it or not. I was the calm one inside of my work about how my religion is not the true religion, and it's a violent religion. Wallahi, that happened in my workspace. Some co-worker came to me attacking my religion. He was, uh, let's say, polite enough, but he was a little aggressive. But guess what? Patience and knowledge. We debated about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. We debated about how Jesus Christ, from an Islamic perspective, is not God. And I gave proofs from the Bible. Knowledge. I read the Bible. I studied it. Analyzed it. Not to do anything. Not to mock christians but to be able to answer when they attack my own religion to be able to preach when i find or i see people who are lost in the religion and it worked and this aggressiveness that started as you know an aggressive debate became friendship 
He's not a Muslim. I'm not Christian. But we're friends. Do you understand? It's knowledge and patience that will get you through anything when it comes to your religion. And wallahi, everything regarding life. Do not be ashamed of praying and let your friends ask, why do you pray five times a day? Go back to, uh, I think, episode number 26. It's a couple episodes ago that I, I explained why do we have to pray five times a day. Just listen to this episode and start answering them. Because what a lot, it's the simplest thing is, this is what God told us to do. So we're disciplined. So we can ask him for things. So we can meet him and remember him at least five times a day. To not just live astray and, you know, live oblivious of our creator. That's one of the things. If you listen to the whole episode, inshallah, you'll get all the answers you need. Now, comes in the issue of the mosque, which is uh, that the closest mosque is basically, um, uh, uh, you know, ostracized for being, you know, um, having two um, two of the 9-11 attackers praying in it. Here's the problem. Do we judge the church that has people who commit mass shootings? So those who commit mass shootings, who, go to, who used to go to a certain church, you know, the local church. Do we say this church is uh, promoting terrorism, promoting violence? Do we say that? Do we judge the church? Do you see people preventing themselves, banning, the, banning themselves from going to such a church? I don't think so. Violence is violence. It doesn't come from a church nor a mosque. No mosque promotes violence. It's what's in you that promotes violence. You could take any words and interpret them into whatever, a violent uh, verse or a violent chapter or a violent... You could do that to yourself. Islam is pretty clear. Imams in the mosques are pl pretty clear as well. They know that, by the way, they know that they're being watched. You know, they know that they're being under surveillance. They don't care. You cannot, again, that doesn't mean all the imams or all the uh, mosque leaders are good people. Absolutely not. But I'm saying you cannot judge a place of worship because two bad apples used to pray there. Yes, the attackers are terrorists. Absolutely. So the one in uh, the shooter in Sandy Hook, he's a terrorist too. So, so the, the shooter in the movie theater in Colorado, yes, he's a terrorist too. Terrorism is not just about Muslims. It's about all races and cultures and religions. Terrorism is an act. Being a terrorist is something that you do to terrorize people. And that happens by a lot of non-Muslims as well. Nobody cares about the religion when they go hijack a plane and, oh, we're doing it for the sake of Allah. Nobody does this. Brainwashed people might think that, but the leaders... The people who move these, you know, the move the pawns, they know exactly it's all about politics. Every single terrorist attacks by Muslims or non-Muslims were motivated by a political agenda, political movement. 
nothing was about religion. Just to let you know and just to make it clear. <clears throat> so whether you go to this mosque or not, go ahead. The Muslims who were shot, I think, last year in New Zealand. The guy who went in filmed it live. Remember that? In uh, Christchurch in New Zealand. Walked in. It was like a video game live streaming him shooting Muslim children. Did we come, did the Muslim leaders come and say, well, this guy was praying in this church. This church promotes violence. No, we didn't because we know very well that that's not the case. It's all about education, my brothers and sisters. It's all about education. Are you so ignorant that you would think, oh, this guy used to go to this church, so probably weaponized him and made him, you know, a killing machine. Are you really that naive? Let me give you an example of how you could be a great example um, in your little community or in your little circle of, you know, friends and family or family and friends. Do you know how my, my student or my friend who became a Muslim two months ago, do you know how she became a Muslim? How did she even hear about Islam? Of course, she heard about Islam negatively from the media, but that didn't stop her. But what made her interested in learning Islam? It was two of her friends, her close friends, who also, alhamdulillah, Allah blessed me with teaching and, you know, helping them to find, you know, the true religion and find peace in the, in the religion of Islam. And they became Muslims themselves. They were both, uh, I think, Christian Catholic. She saw how they changed in behavior. <clears throat> she saw how disciplined they were and how peaceful they were in their new lives and she literally came to them this is the story that i was told by her and them by the way and she said what did you guys do what what changed you are different you don't drink you don't go wild you don't have this confusion about why do i exist literally she's like what happened to you and they said well we found the true religion we found why we're here we found the answers to the bigger questions that were torturing us in the first place. All the confusion has been lifted. We are now more disciplined in how we live our life, our lives, you know, in our lifestyle. We are more disciplined and we're trying to do better. We're trying to create a better world because this is what Islam promotes. You see, they told her that and she's like, okay, I'm in. Can I join your classes? Can I come and hear more about Islam? It's because of their behavior, their manners. She became more interested in Islam. And trust me, she was very Catholic and she would tell you that herself. It's because of the behavior of the new Muslims. You are the link. You are the bridge between Islam and those who probably hate Islam. You're the only bridge probably. At least in your circle. So guess you could be the most powerful tool to better to a better understanding of the religion. Do not hesitate. Just be yourself. What's gonna happen? Those who don't care about you, those who are not true friends, will be like, okay, man, you do your thing and just you know, I don't well, I don't want to know you because you're a Muslim. Well, these were never true friends in the first place. 
But you find those who would say, you know what, I respect your choice. At least they're going to say, I respect your choice. You do your thing, I do my things, but we're still friends. At least now they won't mock the religion. The reason why they mock the religion is because you're not showing it on yourself. You are already um, embarrassed of it. So if you're embarrassed of the religion, why would they not mock it? It's weak in front of them. The religion of Islam is weak because you are representing a weak version of it. No. Try to pray in front of them, or at least tell them. You don't have to pray in front of them. Nothing is, you know, you're not required to do so, but, you know, tell them about Islam. Yes, I'm going to go pray now because we have to pray five times a day. It just makes me a better person. I feel, you know, closer to Allah. I feel peaceful. Blah, blah, blah. You can say all these things. What you truly feel, basically. Once they know that you're proud of your religion, I promise you, if they were true friends, they won't mock it. And if they mock it, then they're not true friends. It's that simple. Identity crisis in a place where Muslims are hated or Muslims are misunderstood is a serious deal. And guess what? Allah will help you the more you are sincere with Allah. Do your best and leave the rest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a hadith. Tie your camel and then... So this is what happened. There was one of the companions back in the day who did not tie his camel. When they, you know, they used to like you know park their camels and, and, and go and do business. So the guy said, okay, I'm going to leave Allah to protect my camel. He did not tie it and then went to do his trade, came back, the camel wasn't there. So he went and cried to the Prophet and he said, Oh, I thought Allah would protect my camel. The Prophet said, You have to do the work first and leave the rest to Allah. Tie your camel first, then we'll leave the protection or the outcome to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's that simple. It's really that simple. Do not think that Allah is not with you. As long as you're doing things for the sake of Allah, Allah is, will be always with you. Allah understands why you're doing things. Allah understands this pretty well. Allah is closer to you than you can ever imagine. But all you need, my, my, my brother, is that push. That faithful push. Don't be scared of being a Muslim. I know you're not scared. Just don't be embarrassed of being Muslim in front of your friends and family. Don't be. You know? Don't be. It's, it's, it should be your proudest moments when you are committing acts of worship. You know? This should be your proudest moments. We are lucky to be Muslims, Wallahi. I promise you that. We are so lucky to be Muslims. So lucky. You know, it's a blessing that we cannot feel right now. But you'll see. We are very lucky. Allah chose us to become Muslims. So let's just, you know, continue the road until the end. Let's, you know. Follow it until the end. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. 
Islam is a beautiful religion. Keep learning from all various sources that you know, the authentic ones. Keep learning about Islam. You'll know how blessed we are to be Muslims. And that will strengthen your faith too, by the way. The more you learn about Islam, remember I said knowledge and patience? That's what's going to help. I've had many, many, many co-workers and friends who hated Islam. We had very deep conversations, them and I. And alhamdulillah, by the grace of Allah, never lost an argument because of knowledge and patience. This is not because of me. No, no, no. It's because I put in the effort of getting more knowledge. And I try to be more patient when I argue on a debate. And Allah did the rest. It's not up to me. I didn't lose because I, uh, I mean, I didn't win every argument because it was, oh, I was like incredibly knowledgeable or resourceful. No, it was because I did what I had to do. I did my best and Allah took care of it. You know, like I'll be debating with someone and they will ask me a very tough question. And wallahi, I swear by Allah, Allah puts the answer right in front of me. It comes out so spontaneous that it's all coming from Allah. Just to let you know. When you fear Allah and you stop fearing people or fearing people's reactions, Allah will be there for you. He's the one who's worthy of being feared. And, you know, just live your normal life as a Muslim. Let them see it. Let them ask questions so you can answer them. So they, are be so they become more educated so they would stop giving you a hard time. That's as simple as that. That goes to everyone out there who's dealing with people who has problems with Islam. Or people who don't even know what Islam is in the first place. You understand? So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts from you and from all of us. And I hope that I answered, uh, you know, at least, you know, a good portion of your question. And if I didn't, please email me. I'm going to email you, by the way, to tell you that, you know, this, this, um, that I answered the question in this episode. Uh, but please email me back if, I, you know, I missed anything or um, uh, I, I misunderstood any of what you told me or, you know, anything like that so I can address it in another episode. And thank you so much again for listening. Thank to, thanks to all of you for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.